Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and I'm the creator of the show Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake because none of us have time to exercise and work out. And me, I'm probably shaking a little bit more than I wish I were. This is going to be a community-hosted podcast, not by me, but by a collection of women all over the country who are going to share their stories, struggles, and solutions, some with their own guests on their episodes, some without. Each one will be a wonderful sampler of a story that you can relate to or that might help you. And I hope that you all enjoy it. Moms don't have time to move and shake. Get moving. Hey, welcome to Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. This is Pamela Scholzvik, and joining me is my sister, Paula Rose. Hi, Paula. Hello, over here in California. And I am in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm an author and librarian, and I am on a weight loss, well, I don't want to call it a weight loss journey. I want to just call it a, a journey of health. And a wellness journey. A well, right. A wellness journey. So my, for the majority of my life, I was probably considered slender and I'm six feet tall. When I got married, I was 145 and that was probably way too thin for my six. I remember frame. your wedding dress, you're wearing a size two, right? Yes. Yes. It yeah. was a size two. I was also a chain smoker and so probably not the healthiest way to maintain weight, but I was never one to, I never dieted. I'll just say that. And then when I had my first child, I remember I got pregnant with Lola and I remember like one of my first visits with the doctor and well, it was probably the first trimester and I'd already gained 30 pounds and she was like, uh, <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> Slow it down, girl. <laughs> yeah. And I remember our mother who had six children, she was like, I never gained more than 25 pounds with each pregnancy. And, and that's basically the weight of the kid and like the placenta and all that stuff, right? Yeah, probably. But I gained 70 with Lola. So... Yeah. I was 215 when Lola was born. And then afterwards, I think my weight settled at like 165. So I gained 20 pounds. And then with my son, uh, about four years later, I I think I was 220 with Nick. And then I went down to 185. And that's when I was like, I need to start working out. Because I'd never really worked out. I mean, I walked, but I didn't, you know, I didn't go like, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to work out. So I started working out and I really enjoyed it. And then my weight went down to 165 and it stayed there until I turned... Well, that was when you were in your 30s, right? Yes. And yeah. then when I hit 40, I decided you to quit... still had a metabolism. Yes. <laughs> so when I turned 40, I decided to quit smoking because it's a very smoking bad habit. Stupid. It's stupid. It's a bad habit. And then the weight started to slowly creep on. So at the beginning of the pandemic, March of, uh, March, of 20, March of 2020, I think I was 181. And I had been working with a trainer at my local gym and, and I was making progress. Mm -hmm. And then the gym closed and I worked at a public library and I had no job. And then I went home and like a lot of Americans... You know, I put on my my sweatpants and made sourdough bread <laughs> and and just ate, I don't know, there was like this weird rush on food at the beginning, like you couldn't find, I don't know, eggs. Enough and, mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so 
I wasn't a hoarder or anything, but I was like, oh my gosh, we're not going to have food. So I was like, I must eat all the food. I must be like, you know, a bear so I can last through this, however long this is going to take. And <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that long, but here we are. None of us did. Yes. How about you, Paula? What was you, what did your response to the pandemic? What did you do? Well, uh, I want to just go back a little bit further because, you know, growing up with my sister Pamela here was always very slender. Like my mother, my sister and my two brothers had my mother's genes. They were really slender. They ate whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. And I was on my father's gene side. So I was always chubby and plump. And I started losing and gaining weight since the time I was in, I think, ninth or 10th grade. I mean, my first diet was the tomato soup lettuce diet. I remember mm. that. And I started working out because I thought, you know, I needed to burn extra calories. So I started working out seriously in my 20s, early 20s, and all the way through. And along with that, I did every diet that there is. I did Jenny Craig, and I did Metafast, and I did Keto, and I did Atkins, and I did kind of anything that, that there was a plan that you could get enrolled with, I did it. And I, I'm I'm pretty a determined person. So when I say I'm going to do something, I, I do it and I lose the weight. But the problem was I was eating, you know, the diet food. And then when I lost the weight, I went back to eating the food that I like and regularly ate. And so I never solved that problem. And I joined Weight Watchers. I did Weight Watchers with a lot of success, but I still used a diet mentality, you know, fat-free this and sugar-free that and kind of just white knuckled my way down on the program and never really kind of understanding that I've got to, I've got to learn how to modify the foods that I love. And so, but anyway, so when the pandemic hit, I was scheduled to go to Mexico. I had a trip all planned. I was really, I was slender. I was probably 10 pounds thinner than I am now. I've been working really hard because we we're going to Mexico and then everything closed down. And like you, I put on my stretchy pants and I didn't put on pants for, you know, a couple of years. And there's a big problem. So I gained like 25 pounds uh, during the pandemic. But a lot of it had to do with grief. And Pam's going to tell us about what that, about that. Yeah. So 2020 was supposed to be a big year. Well, for me, I had, I was turning 50 in August of 2020. And my debut novel was coming out in November of 2020. But in September, our stepdad my mom and stepdad both live, lived in Texas, and they, let's see, he fell and they put him into a physical rehab place for like a mm-hmm. month, and he was and not, nobody could visit. Nobody, nobody could inside. visit. No, Mm-mm. everything was private. What was going on? You couldn't really get a read of anything, really. No, I think mom would like stand out his, outside his, his window, window. Yeah, yeah, to see how he was doing. And he wasn't getting better, so they decided to bring him home, and they said he tested negative for COVID, and... Which is not true. That was not true. Daryl, I think he died within 10 days of coming home, mm-hmm. and three or four days after he died, that's when our mother went into uh, the hospital, and she never came out. She was in for about a month. And she was intubated, and COVID-19 just annihilated her. It did. And we thought she was going to beat it because our mom was 87. She was old, but she did not take any medication. She was in great health. And, I mean, even her doctors, like, she's going to, you know, 
So we were very hopeful that she was going to to beat it. And said she suffered terribly at the end of her life. She did. She turned 88 in the hospital. And that was, I think, I think on her birthday, she was intubated on her birthday. And then two weeks later, Paula and I went in. And witnessed her death. And witnessed her death. Extubated her. Extubated, yeah. It was torturous. So then, you know, what happened there is grief is, you know, grief is was so big and food is such a great numbing agent that, you know, I really went to town. Yep, as did I. I realized I could not work in a public library, so I actually quit my job after our mother died because I was just so afraid of getting COVID because I thought, if this kills my mom, it's probably going to kill me too. Mm -hmm. So I had to deal with their estate. At the point at that time, though, I mean, so many people were dying of COVID. I mean, the hospitals were all full. There was no place to send your sick and dying. There was no way to intubate people. It was just crazy, especially in Texas. Yes. And the whole mask thing is a completely different discussion, but I just, I didn't feel safe. So I didn't work. I didn't put pants on. Well, I put pants on, but they they were my pajama pants or overalls because I would go work on my mom's house, getting it ready Mm -hmm. to sell. So I didn't have the barometer of pants, so I just kind of ate a lot of comfort food, a lot of, you know, Uh um, tuna casserole and mashed potatoes and spaghetti and lasagna and... But not, I don't think that you per se were like stuffing your face and overeating, you know, you're just eating foods that had more calories. Probably, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like eating all day long, but it was just like I wanted, I don't know, it was... It was uh, the fall, and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess I made all my fall comfort foods. And mm-hmm. yeah. and then as grief subsided, I mean, I'm, we're still grieving, but in March of 2022, I got on the scale, and it was 200. And I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. And I was working in a new library. And I remember calling Paula and saying, I have to buy new pants. <laughs> I, have, I can't fit into my old pants. Yeah. And tell her what size you're going to, we're going to buy. I was going to buy a size 16. And, and I said, oh no, you're not. Nope. No. Do not give in to the size 16. And that's when I convinced my sister for the first time to join me on a, a plan. So her and I both joined WW. Yes. And to this date, I actually went to a meeting today and I've lost 20 pounds. Congratulations. And we started in the middle of March. Thank you. Thank you. And Pam has lost. I have lost 19 pounds. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have lost my pandemic weight. And yeah, my COVID-19, go- yeah. Yes. I, uh, my goal, you know, before the pandemic, my goal with the trainer, I wanted to get down to 170. I thought, you know. Mm-hmm. To think I could be at 165 again, I just thought, well, I'm in my 50s. Is that really a realistic goal? But now that I've been doing WW, mm-hmm. I feel like it is attainable because right. I don't feel, I don't know, I guess I had a misconception about doing a plan that it was going to uh-huh. be like I would live in a state of deprivation and yeah. always think about, oh, 
I want to have ice cream and yeah. I want to have cheeseburgers, but it hasn't been that way. Because you're supposed to be able to. There's, there's a motto that I read a while ago and it really made a big difference for me. And it said, never eat anything on your weight loss program that you're not going to eat when you hit your goal. And so, as I said before, I lost weight, but I, you know, sugar-free and fat-free and all the things. And and when I got my goal weight, I went back to eating the right foods or the foods that I love and I just gained the weight. So now I think both of us are eating the foods that we like, learning how to modify them. And I'm not feeling deprived at all. You know, I had taco soup yesterday. I had wine yesterday. I had a chocolate treat. I had fresh fruit. You know, I've had all the things and it was, it was great. You know, it's yeah, a good program. I- it is. And I, unlike my sister, because she just had knee surgery, um, I've been doing at-home workouts because I still don't feel safe going back to the gym. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing YouTube workouts with Team Body Project. And mm-hmm. and I think you were trying to lose weight without dieting, right? Or without right. reducing your calories. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I just need to work out, you know. So I was doing those videos and my weight was no, it was not going anywhere. And now, what's my, what's the saying that I have for (laughs) you? I was about to say that, Paula. Paula (laughs) has always said, Pam, you do not, you, (laughs) you get skinny in the kitchen and you get fit at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I never thought that was true. I'm like, no, I just need to work out Mm -hmm. and the weight will come off. But it was not coming off. And here's um, another thing to note that I discovered, and I did, once I discovered this, because we all talk about the fact that our metabolism is slow down, or I don't know, I put on muscle, I'm not wet, losing weight or gaining weight, or all the different excuses that we have. And there's a calculator that you can go online, and I discovered this about four years ago, and it, and it you can put in one weight, and it'll tell you how many calories you get. So for 160, for me, it's also very slender, because I'm tall like my sister, So 160 for me, I get 1,800 calories. And if I'm 200 pounds, I get, I think I get 2,100. So the difference, I I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the difference is actually 250 calories. So for me to stay at 160 or me to get to 200, I just have to eat 250 calories more a day. And that's how, like when you were during the pandemic, it's like, you know, you eat an extra 250, 300 calories, melted cheese every day, you know, at the end of the year, you've gained 19 pounds. You know, yep. that's kind of how it works. So the margin of error is so slender in terms of what's going to keep you thin or what's going to make you fat. And wait, WW, you know, you have to track your food, you track your points, right? You don't track your calories, but, you know, lots of healthy eating. But I, I think the actual act of, you know, tracking. Well, I think for me, it may not be this for everybody, but I think it has helped me, you know, go, do I really, it makes me pause before Mm -hmm. I eat something instead of just putting it in my mouth going, do I want to use my points on (laughs) this? Yes. And Um, then there's a little tracker, there's a little scan bar on the app and you can go and you go, that trail mix looks good. And then you scan it and it tells you it's 28 points for a quarter cup, you know, it's (laughs) shocking. So it's a good tool to use, absolutely. So uh, understanding how very little that you have to overeat to gain weight in a year is pretty shocking. And it probably even slows down more as we get older, you know. And so being accountable. For me, going to the meetings, I really enjoy going to the meetings and listening to the other women there. 
and the occasional man or two who's been there for three weeks and he's lost 50 pounds, right? And <laughs> we've all been there for like a year. We've lost 12. You know? so, well, it's, Paula, it's valuable stuff. You are my accountability Absolutely. partner with this. I, you know, every morning, well, I haven't been as good about it, but I will take a picture of my scale, like yep. what I'm yeah. at. That's who I weigh in with. Uh-huh. And and we've got a big goal for Pam. I mean, she just broke into the 70s, right? You know, this last week. And that's, that's, that's great. She is so close, you know? It feels achievable. And I've been, well, coupled with... WW. I now I got a Peloton subscription, which I really enjoy. I had no idea that you didn't. You know, you don't have to have a bike. They have lots of videos, strength, cardio workouts, yoga, and so I do that. You know, five or six days a week, and it makes me that's great. Makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. So when you, I used to say all the time when I was heavy because I've been working out my whole life. Is like I would say. I have a great figure underneath all my fat because, <laughs> because I was really fit. You just couldn't see it because of all the fat's on it. So it is important to work out because it does make you feel good. And then when you do get down, you can see the definition in your arms and the curve of your waist and, you know, the muscle in your thigh. It just feels so life affirming, all that, you know, makes you feel good, feel good in your body. You know? Well, I feel I love feeling strong. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. And... And I and I think with the tracking of my food as well as the daily, you know, and I don't work out that long. I used to work right. out like an hour at the gym. Now I do like a twenty minute, twenty yeah. maybe thirty minute mm-hmm. workout. And it's perfect. I had my what was it in February? I had my annual, and my cholesterol had gone up to two forty. And I always had good cholesterol. Yeah. But so remember this is right before she joined Weight Watchers in March. Yes. So after two months on WW and doing the Peloton, I give I donate blood and one of the benefits other than just doing something nice for other people is that you find out what your cholesterol is. And after, just after two months of changing what I ate and exercising, my cholesterol dropped about 40 points. Which so, is huge. Yes. I think a lot of it had to do with I'm not eating as much red meat. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. Because you always ate a lot of vegetables, right? Didn't you eat salad every day? Or you just no. You're just having more now. I'm just having more now. And <laughs> my favorite thing is vegetables in the Greek yogurt ranch dip. Mm-hmm. I was never a ranch fan, but now I'm like, oh, that's so delicious and it's good for your gut, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so. that's great. Yeah. Which is just, uh, you know, finding a way to eat the foods and the flavors that you love without all the calories, you know? Yeah. So. Because really the potato chip is really the vessel just to get the dip, right? So <laughs> change it for a carrots. <laughs> Although I have to say that those pitos that you introduced oh, yeah. me to, they are delicious. They are delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They taste- and the ranch ones and the cheese ones and the fiery spicy, they're, they're good too. Yeah. Next time you get the box, get the, get the combo. I like the Funyuns. I don't know. I, I used to eat those when I was, you know, a teenager. And so yeah. I, th- I think they're great. Let's see. So what are your goals going forward? What's your ultimate goal here? Well, my ultimate goal, 
courses to get back into the clothes that I was wearing pre-COVID, and I'm about 10 pounds away from that. So there's actually some clothes in my closet that fit and look really good. And I, you know, and with my knee, I had knee surgery two months ago. So I'm still, still have a lot of pain and a lot of stiffness and I'm doing physical therapy on it. So I, my workouts are really kind of catered to doing that. So there's not a lot of calories burned or muscles built. It's more about trying to achieve flexibility and straightening of my legs. So, but my goal is actually to get back into the gym because I, as I said, I've worked out almost my whole life, you know, and I mean, I drop the kids off at school. I'd go to the gym. I'd work out like you for 40, 50 minutes and I'd come home and get ready for my day. And it was, it was great. And it's not too long to work out. And, you know, once you get fit, going to the gym is easy because it's fun to do that stuff, you know, getting back in there and going, well, I used to lift 50 pounds and now I'm lifting 30 and I'm tired when I'm done and my muscles hurt the next day. So getting back into it. So the goal is, uh, you know, to get back into working out and to feel strong again, you know, all the while wearing a, a size pants that are in my closet. All yes. the 25 pairs of pants I have in there that are still a little too tight. Yeah. I can wear them. Might not be pretty. <laughs> there might be a giant muffin roll, but that's okay. As long as you can button them, you know, that's all that's important. <laughs> Look at these. My six size six fit. No, 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 they don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So what one of the questions they would like us to answer is what moves us or shakes you. And I was going to say, cookies in the break room gets me moving because I want to race. on in there. <laughs> yeah, before my coworkers eat them all. But, you know, I like, you know, like you, Paula, I like to work out. I love, you know, I love to dance. I like to get love to the to gym. Yeah. I haven't danced any, well. I know. I don't want to be and around being people. winded. You know, I mean, you've been, you've been pretty good throughout the pandemic, but I, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm I'm going to be winded very easily, you know, because of my stamina level. Because I because before the knee surgery, I wasn't being able I wasn't able to do anything for six months because of how much pain I was in. So it's been God, it's been like nine months since I've really done anything. So, so did you do cardio? Like, did you do you ever do the treadmill or the you know? Yeah, I did the bicycle. What I would do is I would go into the gym and I would do because I I. I used to have a gym that had a racquetball court and I loved playing racquetball. Just me up against the wall in the room. It was so much fun. Um, but I changed gyms and uh, they don't have that. But I would do, you know, 10 minutes on the bike, 10 minutes on the treadmill, 10 minutes on the elliptical. So I'd break it up because I get bored doing the same thing, right? And then I would, well, one thing I love is doing the um, the rowing machine. So that was always a good one that I would do. And then I would go in and I'd do weights. And, and, and one day I'd do, you know, thighs and butt and the next day I do arms and back and so I break it up and and I didn't want to spend hours at the gym because I just get burned down and get bored with it so but that's what I used to do so that a goal is to get back into doing uh that for me you know that self-care yep feels good to be winded I you know yeah. The endorphins and all that yeah. that gets released when you... Well, I want to be able to breathe. Like, I'm, I worked hard and I'm breathing hard, but not like I just walked up four steps and I need to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. winded versus, you know, you've got breath in your lungs because of how hard you're working. You yes. Know? Um, so that's that's my goal, is to just feel uh, healthy and fit again. 
My goal is I would love to see 175. I mean, that it's like, you know, I'm about five. You're four pounds away. 4.5, you know. It's all dependent on the water, you know. But I uh-huh. do weigh myself every morning. I would love, I mean, to see 165 because yeah. I, am, I want to dispel the myth of, you know, once a woman hits menopause, you know, she can't lose weight because uh, everybody needs to go look at that calculator for uh, how many calories for your age and a weight. And it's shocking. It is. Yeah, it is. And a lot of people are like, well, I eat very well. But then once you start like, you know, counting everything that you're putting yeah. into your body, it's like, oh, baby, wait a second. Maybe that is yeah. a lot. And yeah. I mean, seriously, 250 calories is a glass of wine in an apple a day. And that's the difference of me weighing 160 or me weighing 200. Okay. Well, here's to us both weighing around 160, 160. 165. (laughs) Let's see if we can do it. And we can. um, Absolutely. Okay. We'll check back and see if we can do it. All right. Maybe in uh, in three months, we'll do another podcast and we'll just walk around in our skinny pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We will be wearing pants in that episode. You don't know if we're wearing pants now. We're not. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Paula, for spending time talking with me. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Move and Shake. Get moving.